Welcome to GERT, conversations about architecture, entrepreneurship and life. We are proud to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land, to recognise their ongoing connection to country, land and waters that were never ceded, and to pay our respect to Elders, past and present. Your hosts are Monique Woodward, Director of Wawawa Architecture, Mother to Cleo, Recording on Wurundjeri Country in Melbourne, and Nick Brunson, Principal and Creative Director of Nick Brunson, Father to Bo and Minnie, who's in Perth recording on Wajuk Noongar Buja. Mon and Nick are celebrated industry thought leaders. Both have won the Australian Institute of Architects National Emerging Architect Prize and are Dulux Study Tour Prize winners. They bring candour and vulnerability to conversations about creativity and personal expansion. Please enjoy. Hi and welcome. Uh, today's guests are Reg Matthews and Ben Wright from Pretty Soon. Pretty Soon are an Australian creative studio dealing in beautiful brands, eye-popping campaigns, three-dimensional worlds, social media dexterity, future vision and unbridled enthusiasm. And they're here to make some noise, increase shelf presence, dazzle the eyes, engage the youth, delight shareholders, steal hearts and impress your boss. Um, Reg self-described as your fifth favourite Maripino, Maori slash Filipino, um, is also a recording artist, photographer, and music producer, otherwise known as Taku. And he's at Taku Beats, at Taku Fleeks, at Taku Streets, at Taku Speaks after this. And Ben, after spending 10 years in uh, New York, was described to me once as the best graphic and branding guy Perth has ever produced. Together they're pretty soon, but uh, also have a seasonal lifewear collection called 823, Thinking of You. There's also at Create Explore, at Neighbour, at Hear What You See, and probably a hell of a lot more I haven't found. Um, we're really excited to talk to these guys again and be able to share it with everyone. So um, let's get into it. Reg, Ben, welcome. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, for a great introduction. Got to change some. We got to change all of that copy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good. Does it still hold up? It's. I mean, it's three years old now, but um. Ben actually said before the call is like, make sure you don't tell um. The podcast I've been in New York for ten years because I get confused. So, sorting, <laughs> you know, extrapolating timelines a little further than you are, but I it's definitely true. Maybe not as long as ten years, but right, okay. Well, it sounds sounds impressive enough. You know, I think whatever two years feels like ten years man. in New York, doesn't it? I'm not that old. <laughs> that's, 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 our, that's our first lesson: lying about our experience. We find has worked really well. Just <laughs> yeah, so I had I visited. Um, for a weekend, and then I changed my handle instantly. Perth. <laughs> New York City. That's how you do it. <laughs> well, you copy your website still says for someone who's supposed to be about branding and digital, it still says copyright twenty nineteen. Oh yeah, so. you meant to add a little snippet of code there, so it updated. <laughs> um, that's now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Strong. Strong start. Really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm intimidated. That is for sure. It's excellent. Excellent copy. Um, oh, you know, thank you. But I guess that's the thing, right? You're supposed to have copy that, like, you know, grabs people and, like, you know, hooks them in and just, I don't know. Yeah. When we started, we didn't have really have the work to show. You know, you have work from things that you've made before. And agents, like in the design world, agencies, you know, you've worked for before, but generally they're not too happy about you <laughs> putting it on your website. So no. um, you've got to have some something to go out there with, like, you know, about what you stand for. So we kind of went pretty heavy on that until we got some jobs to share. Did it work? Yeah. I think it did. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's like, you know, 
Ben's obviously been in that world longer than I have. And when we started pretty soon, it was kind of my introduction to to that whole world and that whole scene. Um, but I think from when we first started, that copy kind of really grabbed at people because we didn't really have a portfolio to share, um, you know, to say trust us, just individual ones. But, you know, I think, yeah, I love our website. And that's all been, you know, in terms of like our first impression, if, you, if we didn't have any work to share. Um, what, does, what does it say about us and what kind of people are we? And, yeah, we were like Seinfeld, so that worked out well for the last piece. <laughs> Bridled enthusiasm, yeah. And I get, <laughs> another part is the name as well. We wanted a name that didn't sound like another studio in Perth. And obviously now it's like everyone's got a ridiculous name, so it doesn't sound that odd. It sounds pretty normal now, but the first time we talked to people about it, yeah, it was like, oh, okay. What's it? My mom still thinks it's like coming soon or almost soon enough. He's like, you've got to talk to my son about your, you know, dog walking business or something. <laughs> and his business just around the corner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were, we sort of found that um, most of our initial clients were actually sort of in the, you know, with PR or marketing because, mm. you know, it was the same for us when we started our architecture firm, you know, Unlike, um, you know, a lot of creative businesses, you know, buildings take like three years to do. So it's a long time um, where you don't have stuff on your website. And so, yeah, for us, it was just about like having amazing copy. And then, yeah, it was marketers that were like, I appreciate that. I, I see you. Mm. And you also have a, yeah, a, a name that really stands out, obviously. So, yeah, <laughs> well, for all the right and wrong reasons, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. great. No. But, um, but yeah, I mean, um, what have you guys been working on recently? One of our biggest clients is Puma. So we're always doing content advertising campaigns for them and um, for the teams based in the States and in Germany. So we're, yeah, they're an amazing client of ours. So we're just always working on something for them. Um, well, the last kind of projects that we've put out, Reg, um, that we can talk about. Yeah, I guess like the one that we can talk about um, is like we've always been really kind of big on on clients that appeal to our personal interests, you know. So Puma, obviously that's a big one for us because we're still bordering youth, so we're still in that pocket <laughs> of like <laughs> we still kind of get youth culture <laughs> and fashion. Um, I think I've got like two more years in us before that becomes irrelevant, but you know, that was kind of like a dream client for us that has kind of mm-hmm. just been a great one to have and a great relationship. But, you know, we are fortunate in the, in the last couple of years as like a mini recap um, to work with uh, Crates as a, as a great uh, example of, you know, the, the perfect client for us, um, mm-hmm. crowdsourcing vinyl company in Japan that are doing amazing things for independent artists um, that are unsigned and, if they want to put out a vinyl release, they have this, you know, beautiful opportunity to go out through crates, which is crowdsourcing um, through their fan base. So we did a huge rebrand for them last year, um, mm. which, you know, it seems That like was our 2020 moment. COVID project that yeah. almost broke us. It was amazing. <laughs> um, um, you know, something like that is something that really fits into what we're into in terms mm-hmm. of, like, music, youth culture. Um you know, how, do you, how do you yeah. celebrate when you get like a really big client like that or like a, you know, something that just feels duck. really good? <laughs> it's usually, yeah, roast duck and pork um, from um, 
Good fortune. Good fortune. Good fortune. Yeah. Yeah. So we keep it under $150. <laughs> yeah, we had to put a cap on the amount of roast meats we were going through. Yeah. And they were stern chat with our accountant. Um, I reckon it's a good point, though, to jump in here because, like, for, you know, a studio that had no work and has a website with no work to, like, start and be working for Puma and, like, also to name-check everyone else, you know, you've done work for Nike, for um, Dropbox, Red Bull, um, I don't know who else I want to say. Future Classic, like, Atlantic Records. Future Classic, yeah, Yep, yep, all that. And, you know, but to do it all from little backwater Perth, which I reckon is um, just like the number one um, <clears throat> antithesis of the whole, like, you know, you have to be in some sort of creative epicentre. Like you can be in a place like Perth and work for all the world's best brands and do amazing work and it doesn't actually matter, like geographically or locationally, where you are or what you're doing. Like it's the, it's all about... Well, I don't know what it's about. Like, what is the secret sauce? Like, because obviously you've got the two of you who've come together and you almost, the missing piece was the work, but you had like, you know, obviously the backgrounding in skills and talent and the networks, but then the missing piece was actually kind of putting those things together and actually finding clients and working for them. So like, did you ever think that like being in a place like Perth was going to be an issue or has it proved to be an issue or how do you reach out to these kind of guys and solicit this kind of work? I would say, um, you know, we're fortunate that we've kind of both done separate things and kind of made a lot of connections and friendships and things around the world. Obviously, Rage his music career and early creative direction that he was doing based on that. Um, and me working overseas, you know, when you work in a city like New York, everyone you work with will end up going on to something else and, you know, a lot of the people I've worked with now are all creative directors in-house at brands and things like that. So you kind of have those kind of opportunities and um, we kind of had a fit, you know, Reg already had a lot of contacts in the marketing, you know, the brand side of things. So it was just like we know we've kind of got an upper hand there and it's just like leveraging that and getting those opportunities and not screwing them up and making the most out of them. That's I think we kind of – we, you know, we hope that would happen. I think we've been lucky that it's continued to to kind of go because I think it could have fallen off after, you know, you get a few things and then people just go back to, you know, the local spot. So, yeah, we just definitely wanted, yeah, just kind of we had those. Like I think starting out without those connections I think is a lot tougher, but I've seen people doing it now. I think things have changed quite a lot mm. um, in the last, you know, couple of years. I think individually too, like besides before we came together, it's pretty soon, um, whether it's me in my music career or Ben with his, you know, um, art direction and design career, we both kind of, you know, at the risk of sounding um, arrogant, but we, we've both put a lot of effort into making sure that our work is good, you know, in our work does the right job and the clients are happy and um, that you've developed these relationships that not only can be, you know, reconnected again in a different form, say, pretty soon, but also you can approach these people um, on a level where you can really just ask them, you know, and tell them about this new venture that we had um, and our track record and how important the client is for us and how important forward-thinking work is for us and if that passion comes across which I really think it did in the early stage of like you know you can trust us because we care about the work 
um, people were willing to take that risk as, you know, so to speak, because there is a risk, you know, even though they've worked with us individually, they haven't worked with Pretty Soon per se. So, And we, we do that now too in terms of we take a lot of pride in making sure that we make the client really happy and at the same time put out work that we're, you know, really excited about. So it's a good combination and if you get that kind of rolling, then it's it's really good for business. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of charisma here, right? As well, like you sort of are. Oh, um, (laughs) (laughs) But I think that you need you need that level of charisma in a way to start your own, and a level of naivety to sort of start your own thing. I think. No, you're um, right. Like it's you know you're you're selling yourself really, and that was what it was before Ben and I came together, and now when we're pitching pretty soon, we're selling the both of us, you know, uh, as a business as well as. individual personalities and the personality of the business. So mm-hmm. I've I found it really interesting because, you know, I, I haven't been in this industry for long in terms of actually uh, officially without being a creative director, which is just a musician trying to pretend like he knew what he was doing. But now it's like a definitely, it's definitely a world in which, you know, you need to be confident and you need to really believe in the stuff you're doing. Otherwise, no one else will, you know. Yeah. But do you reckon maybe that being coming from the world of being a musician might have actually been one of those helps where, you know, as a musician your client is yourself and so you're your own judge of quality and, you know, of what you'll kind of be happy to put out in the world. And so because you've been working that way, it's like training a muscle Mm. so that you haven't kind of been trained to like, you know, default to a client brief or default to, you know, some kind of less than that, you know, it's always about meeting your own expectations and then you carry that into the business and that is actually kind of what protects your quality and the way that you put, you know, work out together. No, yeah, 100%. I mean, being a musician and, and, it, and still just stepping back, you know, me as a musician, I've been, you know, really proud to, to, of the career that I've had up to now, but it's still at a, at, a, at a level when you look at other people, it's still at a lower level. Um, you know, I'm still an indie music artist, but... Um, by no means am I a major label artist or anything like that, but there's still a lot of, you know, things you need to do in terms to carve yourself out a good career. And that's mainly it's like sticking to your guns, you know, and it's um, having a vision and doing all you can to, to make sure it happens and building a team around you, which I did with, you know, the music label that I've been on for the last almost 10 years is, yeah, making a lot of sacrifices and kind of sticking to, my vision and, and seeing it through, um, which has given me a lot of confidence in my own voice and my own kind of like personal choices, uh, whether it's business or creatively speaking. So it definitely, yeah, did help me a lot in terms of knowing what I want and knowing what interests me and what tastes, you know, I have. And it definitely was a very big help for me for sure. When we, um, yeah, I think like you said, Reg coming from a different kind of perspective and me being like, battered from you know what you know the agency side of things and kind of understanding like oh yeah I mean you've got to do that for a client and um you know I think one of our first jobs that we did it was like we're just going to present one idea and you know from where I came from you know we would do you know many many ideas and then flesh them all out to the nth degree and just that kind of like well okay why why couldn't we um and I think that kind of like, I think when we started, I, I mean, my ambition was to be someone people come to and kind of like respect what we would give them and whether it's one or two things, but like not being like a service 
agency that just kind of does whatever's asked of them, like always kind of, kind of having our vision on it, um, you know, coming through. Um, and I wouldn't say all. Well, that's, 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 the, that's the position of being a true consultant is where you're actually like presenting your opinions as the expert rather than as a service provider, as in like, you know, what do you want me to do? Here's, you know, seven different ways of approaching this and you tell me which is you think mm. is the best. You know, it's more that, you know, you've come to me and this is the way I think we should proceed. Mm. And it's like, you know, like Reg, Reg, I know in music you do, you produce tracks and then you do, you know, like maybe you do remixes or different old versions you know, or unless you're Kanye, you, um, you know, <laughs> you, you don't produce multiple versions of the same track. It'd be like, you know, this work, you kind of, you do, you're like the track is the track. I'm going to try and refine the track and make it the best track it can be. I'm not going to make three versions of the same track. Mm. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it's like, it's something that it's something that's hard to do consistently. I mean, I, we definitely haven't done it all the time. It's like for the right clients, obviously like as you kind of grow and you need, you know, you know, say a global epic, pandemic happens and you just take on a j- some jobs because you need to at the time you know um and then you know it's something we kind of have to check ourselves on as well like and, and you know you guys would know this you know when you're in a hurry it's hard to make those decisions you're like you've done it that day and you're like you know it'd be easier it's just i'll just give you that and whatever you pick and they'll always pick the worst option so it's something we're, <laughs> we're working on but um it's definitely do, like do you guys use ambition. like a, a decoy option because that's something that we've been um, sort oh. of experimenting a bit with recently for like um, our government school projects that we're doing. So it's like, you know, they'll have, you know, two really good options, but then we'll have like an insane option, like a totally wild option. And right. then it makes these two sort of seem kind of a bit chill. I think um, when we went through the process of like pitching the clients, which was new to me and now, you know, I feel like three years in, it's I'm definitely my head's more in that space. But I think earlier on when we kind of, when I would pick Ben's brain about that stuff of like, what if we just share a really horrible idea and then the really good one could be great. And I remember Ben saying, well, you, you just never know that the, the client might be like that horrible idea is that's the one. And then what, and then you're stuck with this idea where, where you're just, you can't really have fun with it or own it. Um, and so I think over time you've kind of like, yeah, I think recently as well with a lot of the pitches that we do, we have to be excited about all of them because um, just what if, you know, and I think if there's – but I, I do like the idea of that decoy option. Yeah, like I that think, it's not sort of the tame one. It's like yeah, the maybe completely we should be, we should be outrageous. Like, yeah, almost too outrageous. Maybe ours are just not outrageous enough. <laughs> Well, I'm going to chip in here and say I hate the idea of the decoy option. I just think that's like you're making like extra work for yourself and you're like, you know, you're kind of diluting your own value and skills. But like, it's so know. good because then you're like, what if they picked it? Yeah. Like that but would I think, be. I think for me <laughs> we have to do it. Yeah, <laughs> what Monique is saying is kind of resonates with me because like when I came into the business, I was like my music career, I, I was my my own boss. I hate, that's the worst. I wish I didn't say that, but it's too late now. But, um, like, we can cut I, that bit out. Yeah, cut that bit out. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, <laughs> office for the day was wherever I was, you know. So, no, but it's like, it got to the point where, you know, pitching to a client, there's so many different factors that you have no control over in terms of how do they work internally? What are their personal tastes? Maybe the marketing person there or the person calling the shots has like a very specific taste. And that was hard for me to get used to in terms of like 
you need to understand the client first and what their needs are and see, you know, where we can take it in terms of how we can elevate it and push it forward. But you still need to really cater for the client, which was hard for me at first. And we learned some. But there's, there's also the that that's the kind of that's the I don't know the initial starting phases where you guys have your own reputations and careers, but people are engaging you for what they think you can produce, but don't actually know what it's going to be yet. But then, as you start to build your folio and people start seeing your work and know, you know, like they can see what you've done for Puma, what you've done for Dropbox, what you've done for Specialized, whatever, and they kind of go, "All right, it's you know, they're all going to be different, but it's going to be within this vibe." And Mon, I'm thinking about you. Like no one comes to Woah Woah. And expects you know like a uh, nice materially you know like honest you know clean building or whatever it's like we're going for fucking fun you know so if <clears throat> it would be the same thing you know if like with you you'd, I think there'd be a, a problem with the client if you know if you felt like you're having to kind of coax them into your way of thinking like after whatever three four five years of work or you know putting this stuff out there you'd think that you've created enough mm-hmm. of a folio and a, a, a track record that people know that they're not going to you as a whatever kind of agency we're definitely um at that point now i think um because we don't do it like we obviously don't do any we don't do any advertising we don't do any network and we don't meet any people (laughs) (laughs) we went to sydney Sydney once for to do a couple of actually those meetings were quite fruitful but we went to sydney once to do some meetings i think most of the time we were eating um and I yeah, like, like should we, could we work five together? Day, yeah, five days went by. I was like, what, what, did we, what did we do? But, yeah, like Ben said, I think, sorry to interrupt, but, yeah, I think we're at the point now. I just wanted I don't know if we can talk about this, but, you know, we have like a um, a calculator which we've run through. Um, we have a client, yes, client, yeah. rating yeah. system. Yeah, so which we Nick, do that. Nick, yeah. Nick, you yeah. rated quite high, might I add. Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, um, it all evens out, Nick. So yeah, it mm. balances. So, but it just gives us like a more informed decision, especially if we're very busy, to see if yeah. this client is you know good a good fit for us. And like you said, Nick, you know, someone that gets it and understands what we try and do, and if the alignment's there, we don't have to coax them into anything or you know try. There's not this magnetism of like, like pulling and pushing. Yeah, because no, it's, it's actually like, the best day, right, when you actually say no to your first client and you're like, you want to, <clears> you know, a, a like a black box and it's like we are just not the architects for you, but here's a list of all of my friends <laughs> who will do that exact thing for you. So, Can you can you tell us what your criteria are? Like if you can remember just roughly off the top of your head, how do you rate um, your clients? So, Personal hygiene. No, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the categories are, um, you know, the appetite for, you know, creativity or i think i forget what we've called that one there's the budget and i think everything gets rated out of four so i i've adapted it from a book which i um should probably call out but i just cannot for the life of me remember the name um you can you can send it to us yeah, send it to you it in. um and it's just like a yeah so there's um you know that kind of appetite for creativity like how much they align with our you know our ethos um budget um i think timelines another one and then maybe there's another one a category and then it all gets averaged out and a few of us do it so then we're all kind of doing each one and then there's a threshold which i think is two 2.5 out of four 
to consider. Oh, that's really it. that's really mathematical, right? Yeah, like yeah, that, it's like, good though because yeah, again, you're always in like a hurry, and you're like you kind of want to believe the best in clients when there's money involved, <laughs> and I think like this kind of helps you be just a bit more. It's just more, yeah. yeah, like diplomatic about it because it, it, it is what it is. Like obviously on the surface level, a client can seem like, oh, this could be amazing. Mm. But when you kind of break down the conversations you have, what their needs are, it might not match up. And it could just like for both parties too, you know, waste a lot of time that could be spent um, on our side, you know, working with a client that might be better suited. And like Monique said, for the client, they could work with someone that actually, you know, can do exactly what they want. Um, and there's no messing around for them too. So it was a yeah. good day when we fired our first client, Reg, which um, it's only been one, but it was just like we realized at some Reg, point. Reg is trying to remember who it was. I can see it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, just, I'm, just control, I'm just controlling my lips. <laughs> no, no, it was it was good because it, it did like obviously complete um, privacy of that whole situation, but. I can talk about my feelings, but my feelings aren't private. Um, it just kind of, yeah, it did kind of help us realize what's good for us as a business. Because business is hard, like, you know, I've had a few forays into owning co-businesses and working with different people and before pretty soon, and it's it's hard stuff, you know. It's, it's not a walk in the park, and there's so many things you need to juggle. And You know, Ben and I have been close mates for a long time, so figuring out how that dynamic was going to work. We were always kind of learning along the way. And that one was a big that one was a big step in terms of realizing who 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 was the right client for us and how we can be more efficient in that whole process. I was going to ask what is, what is your origin story? Like I've known you for 5 years and I don't think I know it. The you two meeting. Yeah, we met when we were 12, Reg. Yeah. You know, through family and friends and we both had the, you know, maybe we were 13. I think we were like around that stage where, and we were just both completely into music and hip hop and basketball and yeah. And so nothing was changed. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. A little bit better at it, some of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm still, I'm actually dressing more like I did then now <laughs> actually. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, yeah, we kind of both just, yeah. You know, I think music, I think music of, was the main, that was, it. was the yeah. main like creative drive in terms of like, we, we both wanted to be DJs or be like, be able to like, con, you know, be okay at it. <laughs> and like, I think our dream was like weddings and house parties, <laughs> which was like, <laughs> no, that was the cash cow. <laughs> that was the cash cow, which ended pretty quickly. I think our second <laughs> wedding, we, cr- we like crashed and burned. Oh, this wedding. Oh, boy. Yeah. So you're, you're already business scheming back then. Yeah. yeah. I see well, a bit later. But yeah, we, um, we got, we actually shared a pair of decks. We couldn't get techniques, you know, which are the standard um, turntable. We got um, Stanton. And we shared it. We sh- we couldn't both afford them, so we shared. You know, he, you know, he'd get it for two weeks. I get it the other two weeks, and we'd always be, yeah, you know, collecting and that. And then obviously, re- you know, started getting into like producing and that. And I was never really good at it. <laughs> but I, well, I think like you already you were already good. studying design or like art in, in high school, and I think like that's a big part about music and vinyl collecting too. Is like 
these these works of art, especially the Blue Note series. I know that Ben kind of delve into that a lot and vinyl artwork and all the designers behind them. So I think it's yeah, definitely like, yeah, the, the, the origin there and then we both kind of s- s- split in terms of being inspired by that whole um, lifestyle but just going different different routes. And then both kind of like doing our own thing and then, you know, going to school and getting different wins and getting a job and pursuing those careers as much as we could and then it kind of got to a point where we were like, you know, we always talked about working together uh, eventually but it just the timing was never right whether Ben was in New York or I was pretty heavy into the music career and touring and never, never, never home too much. But then things kind of just aligned where I kind of stopped touring and then came back home. And yeah, Reg talked me into it. Reg is the, um, the dreamer, you know, I'm the the pessimist. He's the dreamer. So it's a good, (laughs) we are kind of lucky like that because otherwise I would never do anything. And otherwise (laughs) Reg would probably be on the streets or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, he's trying to, yeah, trying to hustle my next dinner. Um, no, it is good like that. We're definitely like we're, we're both ambitious. Don't get me wrong, but I think we're both. I'm a little bit more bullet a gate. Ben's a little bit more careful, you know. And I think it's like um, it's been good, kind of finding that balance and finding out who's good or what, and letting each other lead in different sections. But yeah, we, we've had a good balance and. I think as well for us, like our businesses, we've been we've been in some tough spots a little bit in terms of when we first started out. You know, the capital that we put in, you know, there's some investments that you make that might not work out. But being able to work through those and talk through those, you know, openly and candidly, and you know, trying to just, I think that's our biggest strength too. We're quite strong at communication, so nothing really goes unsaid um, for too long. Because it's actually so rare. Like it is actually so rare to to find that alignment, I think, between two individuals that, um, I mean, I know that in architecture there's a lot of architect couples. So it's like you're married, you're sort of stuck together unless you get divorced. <laughs> but, um, you know, it is actually kind of, you know, an amazing, uh, it's almost like a miracle, right, like when you find um, that person that you want to go into business with. And I think even with um, certain projects that I'm working on now, um, you know, you do need to call those, you know, you need to have those very difficult conversations and be bringing the truth forward always and that actually that contributes to the success of the union um, mm. rather than kind of go, oh, well, I don't want to offend that person or whatever. No, yeah, you're right. I think that's like the thing that's worked well for us, you know, and we find it with other relationships we had business-wise, they tend to deteriorate. But personally, experience, you know, my, my experience with other businesses I had is where the, the level of communication wasn't there. So a lot of feelings get harbored when they're not really accurate and it blows out to be this thing that never really should have been. Um, but, yeah, I think communication is definitely um, – a strong point and a lot of things. It's, it's like it's like a muscle you train and you use in all parts of your life, you know, that, you know, in your personal relationships as well as your business relationships, like the better you get with your partner, you know, the better you get with your business partner, the better you get with your clients, the better you get with, you know, sort of in, ad hoc friends, you know. It's just it's one of those things that you learn that it's actually not so scary to talk about what's actually going on, that there's no 
no benefit in hiding things or there's no benefit in actually kind of present a front or a, a version of yourself that isn't the true version of yourself and that from that authenticity breed like breeds connection and understanding and that then becomes this exponential building that the more you actually get, get to know and understand each other the more you appreciate each other and if it's coming from a place of um you know of well love then it it actually you know turns into something so much bigger and so much greater and in whatever sense it is you know like <clears throat> business friendship like i'm sure for, for you guys like you know it's doing this you probably become you know you've probably seen sides of each other that you'd never saw before and like appreciating parts of each other that you've never seen you wouldn't have seen either i'm getting thirsty <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking a margarita at the minute, so it they're all so just good. watching me drink yeah. this ice cold. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I agree. It's like, and you know, when it comes to business, it's like it's better just to leave it all on on the table because it it literally is what it is. Like, unless like um, the personalities get so involved that someone's being overly nasty or someone's being overly difficult, then that's when it becomes you know, hard to deal with because that's their personality and that's the way they're handling it. But everything else is like it's all facts. It's all just like it is what it is. Let's put it on the table. Let's talk about it. I mean, even with us, like we don't want to sugarcoat pretty soon. And this year has been incredible. The COVID year was, I don't want to say this with respect to everyone that didn't have a great COVID year, <laughs> was was very fortunate for us and we were very, you know, we had a, a good year yeah, we considering. Lucky. But, like, we definitely have had some tough moments where we've kind of had to sit down and be, just be real with each other and, like, if this doesn't work out, what's our backup plan? And at, at that point, I don't think we've ever been like, what are you talking about? Like, you're, 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 you're bailing already? Or, like, there was, it's never been, like, obviously feelings and emotions get involved, but you just really have to just see it for what it is. And mm. um, we can do yeah. our best to, to, to be profitable, but sometimes if that doesn't happen, you just have to talk about it and, get through it you know yeah i think like we're both coming from a place where we're not we're not that like we're ambitious about the work but we're not that crazy about like building an empire or anything so and we're both trying to like we actually want a business that's sustainable and gives us a balance of things like i don't want to be worrying about I do it anyway so i don't <laughs> want to do it anymore but like, i can't switch off so i just dream about projects and ideas and I just if I've got something that I uh, you know it's a problem to solve it just it'll be in my head until it's done um so if there's too many of them and then there's other people's problems and all that stuff like that's not kind of our goal for it so like to do that and then try and also make a really profitable business is like the challenge that we have and that's what we're always trying to like get better at and just charging (laughs) charging a lot more and um, finding the right clients and just focusing on the work that matters and not doing the busy work. So, yeah, I think that's our main thing when we when we came together was like, well, how can we how can we fund a comfortable life? Do you know what I mean? And comfortable life, not not meaning not something outrageous, earning crazy amounts of money, but just being able to like have a good quality of life where you have a good balance with family, um, you know, work and leisure. You know, to be able to enjoy yourself without having to like feel like you're going to go crazy. Um, it's definitely been something we're always trying to work out and figure out and how we can yeah, double down on that whole ethos. Again, you sort of mentioned the right clients. And before I was going to say that, um, you know, for us, our key metric is about gratefulness. 
Like, is the client like a grateful human? Like, are they excited for this thing to be a collaboration between all of us? Um, or do they see us as like serving them, you know, and their every wants and needs? And so I, and I think that, um, you know, you can very quickly tell that I think in the, those initial client meetings, like where they're setting themselves and where that hierarchy exists. And, um, you know, I think that because, you know, a lot of creatives, we all, I think a lot of us just want the same thing. We just want to have a good life. Um, yeah. Family. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was, was going to say, yeah, once the realities of, you know, of mortgages and marriage and kids and all that come in, you know, as well, the kind of the pristine view of business and that bubble you keep in your head is like sort of not diminishes quickly, but, um, you know, it becomes very real. Like you're like, okay like I need this business so that, you know, these people that um, my family like can be provided for and that the kind of the bullshit meter just like goes to here and you're just like this is what it has to be about and this is what it's not about and this is, you know, just how, and as you said, you guys catching up and kind of going, look, if this doesn't work, what's our backup plan? Because you just, you can't fuck around. Like you you just need to need to know what you're doing. Yeah, 100%. And we've always thought, you know, it's, 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 you're better off putting your time into finding the right client than talking to three that are not right. Because the amount of time it takes up of just your mental capacity of thinking about a client that's not going to work for you, like you, your time's better off spent just trying to find a better one, you know, or one that's more suited. And, and like on what you said, Monique, now we can't talk about it too much, but we do have like some clients on at the moment where we do feel that, where we're generally excited and they, they generally feel like partners more than anything and creative collaborators rather than clients. And it's a really fortunate place to be because the work just flows a lot more freely and it's exciting as opposed to this, you know, sort of sword hanging over your head. Um, yeah, because you're dating, right? Like you're dating your clients for yeah. kind of a long time. Mm. Reg uses the word pitch, but we don't actually pitch, but you probably, yeah, know that. Um, that was something we decided on early as well, that we're not going to do work for free. We haven't had to yet, luckily. Um, but it was just another one of those things. It's like, again, we're just better off. Obviously, it's better for the industry too, but we're just, it's just better off, um, spending that time on, you know, finding someone who, who trusts our, you know, our vision and the work we've done and has enough because they have to have enough faith and they have to pay enough to care about the work. And then if you've got that combination, then you can make really good stuff. Yeah, but good point, good point to pivot into like, you know, that time that you could spend, be spent pitching, you actually put into creating your own projects. Like you guys are, um, you know, you're a really interesting studio and in that you kind of self-start a lot of, you know, other brands and other things so instead of you know pitching for free on someone else's work you're putting that creative energy into your own stuff creating other lines of you know revenue or other kind of brand lines that bring awareness to pretty soon in the work you do and you know kind of just push that message further out into the world like neighbor and 823 and maybe a whole bunch of other stuff that i'm not not aware of but i think that that kind of ability for a studio to kind of take the gamble and the risk on themselves and say you know like we believe in our work so much we're actually going to, you know, do our own product lines is something really interesting. Um, yeah, I guess on on that topic, um, yeah. We're finishing about, 823. <laughs> no, no, no. It's good to talk about 823 or maybe just about that because, I mean, it's, it's a big part of what we do. I mean, 
It's not half hour. Did you just say you're finishing it? No, it's like just a joke. Sorry, that's a bad joke. <laughs> I just wait for some clear air to say that was a joke, everyone. There, this one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, eight to three is probably is it is it half of what we do? It's it's um it, it's a pretty big project, and like in terms of how we're kind of growing it, we have um so basically. It started out as Reggie's kind of an Instagram account that was based around film photography, um, and we Reggie, you know, wanted to start something of his own, um, you know, in terms of like, you know, an own kind of like experimental label that can do a lot of things. Um, and you know, between us, uh, we kind of turned it into something that was a, really based around appreciation um, and you know that idea of film photography and you know the gr- the growth in analog things and vinyl is all about you know kind of being in the moment and <clears throat> not being precious about things um so we kind of built it around that and you know we started off with uh, you know c- clothing collections and collaborations um we've done you know events and you know special projects like neighbor which was like a kind of like an art project that you know asked people to go out and shoot um you know, photos of their neighbours and making it making it about the experience of interacting with people and not really about the work or, you know, what comes out of it um, and, you know, things like that. And now we have a record label. We've done, I think, five releases now and they've been, you know, really successful. And that's like another kind of thing that we're like growing because that's a continuous like revenue stream, but it's also just like a fun thing to do to find, you know, new artists and help, you know, help them kind of go out into the world and have success. And then the latest kind of evolution of it is a a community as well. So in COVID, when COVID hit in March, um, it's something we were kind of toying with and um, we, we, you know, it it was always like, you know, a community, but it existed just purely on Instagram and the way people would interact with each other. But we started a, you know, an actual, you know, Patreon community then, um, and that's all about, you know, just being an inspiring place for creative people. Um, it started off based in photography, but now we've got, you know, two separate groups that is music and photography. Um, and they're all, you know, all part of the one kind of group and it's called Hopes and Dreams Club. Um, and that's just like, a, you know, another place where we're like in, in the spirit of the brand, it's like help, uh, it's like a nurturing space for young creative people that is not – about putting out this kind of polished version of yourself and being able to learn from others and to be inspired. And we um, create a lot of like briefs that kind of give people an excuse to go out and make things. Um, so that's like, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff going on here. Like, so is it, you, is it like Darwinian where you're putting ideas out into the world and kind of seeing if things like survive and evolve and continue or, what dies or is it literally, you know, that you just can't help yourself and you just have to kind of make keep making new things? Like or do you feel weighed down by all these things at times? Everything kind of felt natural. <laughs> like I think it was the natural progression to make the community um, and that's been like the most amazing thing that's come out of it. I think that kind of neighbour project inspired us in, in that kind of terms. Um, but everything, you know, that we've made so far is still existing and like our clothing collections that we do, every you know we're doing them twice a year at the moment we hope to do a bit more but it's just you know it's a lot of work um and the music label is doing really well and the community is doing and they all kind of you know the club feeds into 
you know, we're kind of nurturing new talent and then we're producing, you know, bringing them out onto the, onto our record label and giving them their first release as well. Um, we've, so, had, we've had records in the past too where we've needed, you know, music videos shot, press photography shot and, you know, feeding into the club again, we'd put out, you know, we, we started a Discord, which we found, you know, Ben and I, it's quite a crazy world to jump into when you're in your 30s <laughs> but like everyone's on discord and discord's a great tool to, to to build these micro communities that can constantly feed each other and and support each other but we just made like a, a jobs channel in in the hopes and dreams club where we're giving these opportunities to club members only to help us create these you know campaigns for records that are going out there that are getting big numbers you know some of our records are reaching you know 20 plus million streams on spotify um, and it's launched artists that we didn't think it was going to, you know, be like that. But I think the proof's in the pudding in terms of if we care enough about a project and we're excited about these people, those kind of things happen organically. Um, and, yeah, shout out to T as well, T Biffin, who worked with us on the Craze in, uh, campaign and she was in 61 Edward with us, you know, about 61 Edward. Nick, um, oh, no, 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 yeah. um, you know, she was the one that kind of, we always thought about starting a club and she's the one that kind of said, you know, just, I think, you know, just go for it because at that point we'd already built such a strong community. Um, my cat's trying to get through, but such a strong community of people that if we could take it that next level and actually be specific in terms of giving them creative executions and creative briefs to go out and, and do, um, what was holding us back and it's been a really great decision and yeah i think everything that we do in 83 that ben was talking about i mean a lot of the time when pretty soon was when we first started out and we weren't as rolling as we are now there were times that we would pivot onto 823 and, and when we weren't working for clients or client work wasn't as as busy it is now we would focus on 823 and think of creative ideas that we could use you know down the road to show other clients this is what we do when we're bored. <laughs> oh, don't, but yeah, but don't, don't, don't you reckon that that's like almost kind of the proof of the, the process, oh, the fact that at the quietest times in your business you go to something like 823 and come up with a concept like Neighbour, which is like, you know, probably been one, would maybe be, you know, one of the most successful things you guys have done and it hasn't been generated from client work. It's been self-generated and, you know, self kind of, pushed and you know that that sort of then becomes almost the best piece of folio work you could have done so rather than scratching around trying to find a new client Definitely. if you can kind of yeah. you know do that work yourself it becomes something else. I the best thing about yeah. that is like because it is it is come from a place of wanting to help the community and wanting to to especially for the youth we see a lot of people in the 83 community that are super young but super talented but just don't know how to how to use that talent or, or what direction they want to go and I think when we do things for 83, like Neighbor, like the Hopes and Dreams Club, our main kind of goal is how can we help the creative community kind of express themselves in a place that's safe, in a place where they feel that they're being heard, um, and all that other stuff that does, you talk about next is happening naturally, you know? Yeah, does this then become like, you know, I'm kind of finding or sensing that, you know, your your greatest kind of sense of purpose is in the kind of in that um, supportive place, you know, and we're saying like, like Mon, you said before about a place of gratitude where you're working with people who are grateful that you're working with them and it's almost going the other way this time where you're now like almost the, you're the client helping out a creative who's grateful that they, that you've, you've given them that opportunity and, you know. Well, I guess it's just mentoring. 
In, in yeah, I know, but is there, is there a next evolution of pretty soon where you almost become like king and queen makers where you don't even become like a kind of a productive agency where you almost become like kind of here's our stable of artists and we'll kind of, you know, help you kind of realise your creative vision with our, you know, with our group? I think it's something we have kind of talked about a little bit. No, um, maybe not at such a grand scale, but it is like it's just amazing like I think it, things really are like evolving so quickly that it just, I don't know if it makes sense to go and study something in, in a kind of our field. Like people just like, it's like, it's weird for us even like to see like a 20 year old, we've just hired someone um, to join us on 823. Who's just like, shout out to Sam. Um, she's just like, it's just so second nature that, you know, on a train ride home, she got she's already finished the, th- the video that you've asked you know a few minutes ago to you know and there's this this kind of like different way of approaching and making things and you know the stuff that they're making is what people are going out and paying a lot of money to you know or agencies are trying to like replicate that kind of energy and it's just yeah. kind of coming naturally to them so I just think it's like there's definitely like just so much talent in there and it's just like um, kind of giving them like a boost and being able to connect with other people, you know, they go and have meetups in like different cities and stuff and just being able to go like, Oh, this is like, I could do this. Like I could go out and start this thing or like, you know, if I, they wanted to start their own agency or like, or that, those kind of things they can kind of help find, you know, we can help kind of like join the dots and like connect them with the right people too. Well, you're kind of, you're becoming kind of like career accelerants then, you know, these people that might have just kind of slowly chipped away. Yeah. You're just like, you know, as you said, as Mon said, like in a mentorship kind of role, but in like, you know, just let's just let's just get rid of all that horrible shit in your 20s where you fuck up a thousand times and let's just kind of get to the point where you're good. Yeah, and it's like, again, like that's maybe like a secondary kind of aspect of it, but I think like a lot of people just enjoy like the community and inspiringness of it and then then that kind of other side of it is like a big a big plus you know the fact that you can kind of like actually learn a lot and we're actually putting a lot of effort in you know we've kind of done the first kind of phase of it and we're we've just kind of gone through and like updated the the branding and you know kind of streamlined kind of fleshed out what it you know the program for it over the next you know next year which is really exciting where we're kind of like you know almost like making master classes and inviting a lot of um a mate of uh, my family's just come home so this might be interesting um the <laughs> uh, door creek common yeah, so quiet yeah, I but think like, like yeah, what Ben was saying is, of, oh, you go, Rich. Oh, sorry, I thought you needed a break. Oh, I was just going to say, um, we're kind of like inviting a lot of um, amazing like friends and you know people that we've worked with in the past to come and share insights, whether it's business insights or whether it's like creative insights or technical craft things with the club and to you know to be involved in that way. So we're kind of constantly thinking about how we can give as much value back back to them. Yeah, I think the, the the main thing from the whole thing, and it does cross over to pretty soon in how we work as as an agency, as well as A two three, is it's like just the excitement of opportunity is like the main thing that really drives us. And you know, as as an agency, we know what we're capable of, but we know if there's if a client needs X done, we know that we have a network of people where we could get someone that just kills it at that at that whatever 
X is. Uh, and we, we love bringing people on that can just, who are the, who, you know, are the best at what they do um, and giving them an opportunity to, to, you know, express themselves creatively. And I think that's what we're pretty soon is that we, we're, we're quite proud of our network and proud of our friends that do amazing work. And if we can bring them on onto certain projects, that makes us really, really happy. And the same with A23, you know, there's something about giving someone a creative opportunity and having their excitement felt in the work that they present that can't be, you know, replicated no matter how much money you throw at it or what, however big the client is. You know, we find even with Sam, shout out to Sam again from Hopes and Dreams Club, seeing her like grasp this opportunity and kill it inspires us as well to be like, wow, this is like youthful creative energy and she's like making the, the most out of these opportunities and it just makes us want to make even more opportunities for people like her and ourselves and it's just like this ongoing thing of, you know, if we can do something that's super exciting and we can feel excitement from others, that's the, for me personally, that's the feeling that I kind of chase. Um, Big shout out to Carden too as well. Carden joined us as an intern um, who can't, yeah, he was just like, wouldn't take no for an answer. (laughs) I love those people. (laughs) Yeah. And um, you went away after his internship and then, we um, Reg brought him back at the end of tw- uh, 2019 or the beginning of 2020, somewhere in 2020, um, and he's just really kind of like he does a lot with us. He's like a, he kind of started working on 823, but, you know, now he's involved in all of the things that we do and he's a gun and, yeah, just like it's kind of just like taking a chance on people and, you know, it's amazing to kind of see what people can do and we're just learning you know it takes a while I'm, I'm pretty hands-on so I really need to like you know for a business to do well you need to give people clear kind of um you know ownership of things and let them do it and um where I'm still learning that and you know I, we find the more that we do that like everything mm. like everything gets better so we always say that it's like you know if a project comes along and we say well let's bring x along Give them, give them a fee they're really happy with and let them just own it. And at the end of the day, it means almost you know, less work for us where we're not having to, like, touch this thing and constantly, you know, be checking in and giving notes. But if they can just, like, just own it and, like, kill it, um, that's the most exciting thing. We're like, wow, this is, like, better than we imagined because they were given this, like, opportunity to, to express themselves and, that's yeah. That's the most exciting part of pretty soon for me. Just like you both have such a beautiful, together. generous spirit. It's actually just a pleasure to be having this conversation right now yeah. because, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm obviously such a huge fan, but um, I don't know. It's beautiful, sort of hearing that that um, you know ambition to kind of give back, but actually uh, not in a way that's like a win-win because you know I hate that term. Um, but I guess it's sort of mutually so um, exciting and optimistic and um, that actually what's um, what's good for one person um, is actually just good for everyone. I mean, even in a lecture yesterday I was talking about B Corp, that what's good, you know, it, I, I was um, in terms of certifications, I was talking about uh, that there's no certification within business that's um, better for women than B Corp. And what's good for women is good for everyone. And I, I don't know, I think it's just having that generous um, 
the generosity of spirit, I think, in business is just the only way to be in business right now. No, it is. It is because we're like so overly saturated with with things that you can see and consume, and mm. there's there is no lack of great work out there. So mm. like putting out good work sometimes isn't, isn't enough. You know, it's like yeah. there has you, to be purpose behind exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and letting other other people experience that, you know, and yeah, and being bigger than yourself and trying to create mm. something that's actually not about um, the output necessarily, but it's about the feelings that you're creating and it's about the human experience that you're touching. Mm. Yeah, I, I had to write a bio recently because <laughs> I needed updating, <laughs> but I um, I was um, I was I said that you know we want to make things that um i want to make things that you know i'm proud to put into the world um and that you know kind of blur the lines between art and design and and you know you know that i forget what the other thing was (laughs) no 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 it wasn't like that but i um well i can i can i can read it whenever it's time to write copy um don't ask me I'm getting better though. I feel like I'm getting a little bit better. But um, I think I'm overly wordy and the words I use aren't great. Just a little bit of... <laughs> you can just, a little bit of just, a bit of, just a bit of behind the scenes for everyone. But, you know, what, what I was going to say is just a, it's a work in progress anyway. You know, we have this ambition, you know, we're not obviously doing everything, but we just, you know, we're, we're trying our best and, you know, uh, yeah, I think it kind of, well, as I said, it. At this moment, I think it's we've kind of been doing this stuff, and you know, being in Perth, it's taken a while to kind of get known or have a bit of a reputation purely because we don't do anything to support that at all. But um, it's kind of coming back to us now, and like a lot, like overwhelmingly. So now we're really, you know, we're kind of grateful for all that, and um, now we can be, you know, we're kind of set in a in a pretty good spot. So hopefully, we can keep it going. Amazing. Well, I feel as though that's probably a wrap. Um, that was extreme amount of um, juicy content right at the end yeah. that we were talking about before that we would put at the start, start of the podcast from now on. But um, no, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Winnie. Thanks. No, thanks for having us. And that's a wrap. Please don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with somebody who needs to hear it. Wawawa have been called the Masters of Delight. To check out their colourful work, please visit wawawa.com.au and follow on Instagram at wawawaark. And Nick Brunson's responsive, inclusive and emotive projects can be seen at nickbrunson.com or on Instagram at the same name. Our intro and outro music is I'm Blessed from The Manifestation by Chris and Teeb. Until next time, Gert, signing off. Oh, I'm blessed, too blessed to be stressed. Put your faith to the test.